Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. All right. So just to give you a brief background, today's podcast is titled Harassment of Doctors in India. A brief background as to why we are discussing this. As you guys must be aware, in the last week or so, we had the unfortunate case of the suicide of Dr. Archana Sharma. Uh, I'm not going to get into the facts of the case because that is not the motto of today's podcast. Um, the thing was that when when this this incident unfortunate incident happened amit had written a very detailed thread and then i reached out to amit and i told him uh, you know why don't we get down and we look at it from a macro perspective so amit agreed and here he is with me amit welcome thanks kushal and this is something which is you know very relevant and and is a real pain point for the medical fraternity and uh, this incident has shaken the community up like you know like like never before this has always been a hot issue you must have seen numerous times doctors have gone on strike across the country yeah. on this issue and uh, several uh, other things events have taken place but mm-hmm. that still doesn't seem to be any solution in sight so so let's start with this amit first you lay it down for me tell me how widespread is this issue also not only widespread like is this only in certain states in india or is it a you know a global phenomenon where doctors are constantly under this uh, this stress all the time yes actually this is not new and uh, this is actually a worldwide uh, phenomenon it's not actually india specific at all and there have been numerous cases of assault on medical professional in various countries uh, in china it was uh, extreme uh, extremely common in uh, uk as well as australia it's very common and australia actually passed a strong legislation which uh, uh, which which uh, you know basically uh, gave a 10 year jail sentence for assaults against medical professional so it was a problem which was serious enough to warrant that kind of intervention so this is not at all a local phenomenon and it's not new either because now i have myself been in practice for 20 years plus and it this has been there since the time we actually entered the practice it was a uh, you know the incidence was not very uh, well known earlier because there was no social media but uh, now since the advent of social media you can say that the things get more easily highlighted so when you say harassment of doctors so what so let's get into the detail so what are the possible ways doctors can be harassed because it's a very vague term right so how do i understand it as a layman उटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटलीउटली
but with the main fear for doctors rather than you know uh, being harassed uh, for other things is the fear that they are going to get beaten up for having tried to treat a patient uh, you know by making some of the other allegations so most of the fears of doctors rest along the lines of violence but there are of course various other things that people do which is inevitable in today's day and age uh, you know people are going to make nasty comments and posts on social media whether they are justified or not uh, you know but that's kind of every professional has to live with this uh, so that those are not kind of you know specific to our profession but no other profession gets threatened uh, for being beaten up just because you have not been able to cure a patient or just because the patient doesn't want to pay a bills uh, this is very unique to our uh, profession and uh, it's it's scary because one of my uh, friends who was with me when i was doing my post graduation uh, in science surgery at san hospital he had a very nice newly made hospital at pain and the entire hospital was burned down by a mob with him and his family What? inside uh, why because one uh, local uh, kabaddi player or something like that young guy 24 year old was brought in with sudden collapse and they were unable to save him so his entire hospital was burned down he moved out of the city mm. after selling whatever was there so this is not just an imaginary thing these are things that actually happen in the real world you know and it scares the hell out of people and this was pre social media age it didn't get highlighted now people do highlight it but that's 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 the fact that we are trying living with you know that it's the threat of violence and we know that it ha- it is a very real threat because it's actually happened on people we know one of our uh, one of my doctor colleagues uh, was beaten up and the staff of the hospital was beaten up when they declared a patient dead on arrival this is a chimburka doctor okay not even anywhere far so what was his fault he declared a dead person dead these are very real things they are not some imaginary things and doctors are not this is nothing to do with anything about any charges or anything at all uh, these both the cases which i am telling are nothing to do with charges i mean what can you do with a broad dead person that that you will still get beaten up so these are very complex issues you know it's there's no simple uh, answer and there's no simple solution either so a trend that i have observed when it comes to this these kinds of scenarios is the political ping pong that happens right uh, sometimes it's one political party like in the case of uh, the unfortunate case of dr narachana sharma lo and behold it was a bjp person who was uh, heckling the doctor right it was a yeah. bjp person yes and every time this happens people try to bring in one angle the other angle in my opinion all political parties are guilty as charged in this there is not even a single political party that has not heckled a medical professional across the country at least in india we know that for a fact now my question to you is then to follow up have political parties been approached by doctors associations what do they say the attitude of politicians is that it starts with tum log lutte hai so when you approach them they say ki ha tum lutte hai iske liye log pitte hai but that is not the fact and that is i'm telling you that this is not the fact because those same politicians will come to our hospitals and take treatment for themselves and their family members and pay the entire bill without even 1 rupee discount but when it comes to yes and when it comes to patients they will come with a mob of 100 people to tell you ke tum loot rahe bill kam karo 
so this is purely to gain political brownie points that they do this shit not out of any gain or benefit for public at large they want to show that they are doing something and we are sitting ducks for them to come and harass so let's unpack this so you said they are looting the patients right so so when you say looting the patient so what at the private level at so what let's break that down even further yeah see looting the patients i'll tell you one thing that uh, most of the attacks on doctors actually take place in government hospitals which are free where there is no charge at all to the patients yes so uh, you know this thing that doctors are looting the patients is humbug because most of the attacks on doctors are actually on the government doctors you must have read how many times sian hospital doctors have gone on strike right how many times km doctors have gone on strike in mumbai itself i'm saying recently in uh, one doctors uh, beaten up in in jaipur uh, uh, that was this case and uh, so many you know in assam one government doctor on duty was murdered right poor old guy was volunteering at a free hospital and he was murdered at a free government hospital by a mob he wasn't even being paid a salary so when you talk about uh, you know uh, that this is because your you people are looting the patient no not at all maybe some doctors are indulging in kind of malpractices there are black sheep in every profession but chalo even if we assume that we are looting so are you going to beat up every single person who overbills you is that a solution that you have in mind that since you are charging me and i don't want to pay your bill i'm going to beat you up is this how a civilized society should function at the end of the day now in private setup now this is as far as government setups is concerned there are different sets of causes for each uh, so let's get into yeah, that yeah. yeah so so when you say that uh, the government setups are there there you know there is overcrowding mm-hmm. the doctors and the nurses can't give adequate amount of uh, attention to each individual patient as far as us the private sector is concerned we have norms that for in the ward for one for every six patients you need to have one uh, staff nurse for every two icu patients you need to have one staff nurse but in the government hospitals there are 50 uh, patients and one nurse or maybe 50 patients and two nurses the ratio which is adherent to us is not applied over there patients don't get the amount of attention they would probably need or the norms are bad because i know the treatment which the patients get is still good and they do recover so we have unrealistic norms which define which are different for public sector and different for private sector right which is also one reason why the public sector gets even more stressed and there are more attacks over there because people don't communicate well with the patients the attitudinal problem is there and many hospitals have actually worked on this km has a program run only for the nursing and doctor doctors which treats, teaches them on how to communicate better with the patients and this is done only with the aim of reducing conflict zones and reducing the potential for conflict okay so if this sort of a program is being run at a government hospital where does anyone stand with these things that because you are looting the patients these are free hospitals right and they have to run programs against this now in the private sector we have two categories of patients who invariably uh, get ticked off and threaten violence one category are the patients who don't want to pay your bill they'll come they'll make all sorts of allegations and those patients you can pick up relatively early right mm-hmm. 
एज मेडिकल डॉक्टर्स यू कैन पिक अप ये पेशेंट तकलीफ देने वाला है बिकॉज फ्रॉम डे वन दैट पेशेंट इज गोइंग टू स्टार्ट creating that ambience so that he is able to get away without the mm-hmm. payment of the bill right second category of patients a patient has expired the mentality of people is such that patient mar gaya to hum paisa nahi denge no matter how much the outstanding is no matter how much you have spent on that patient but they'll simply walk out without paying and you can't hold the patient back you can't hold the body back so how do you recover you just write it off what can you do you can't do anything so if someone comes in takes treatment and walks out without taking without paying your bills the court says you can't hold the person back right the police says hamara matter nahi hai because it's uh, it's a civil matter right mm-hmm. right so they are not going to help you go and file a quit in case in court mera bill tha 30000 rupya usme se wo 15000 hi bhar ke gaye 15000 rupya ke liye main court jaunga they also know i won't mm. so you write that off we had a patient high percentage burns more than 50% burns right she was there for 45 days in the hospital lot of time in intensive care two three multiple surgeries eventually patient didn't make it the bill was some 13 14 lakhs which is not much for that kind of a procedure for a patient 7 lakh bhara tha we have written off the balance 6 lakhs 5 lakh sirf medicines ka bill tha patient ka so what can you do about it tell me we can't hold the patient's body we Absolutely. can't tell the relatives to pay because they're going to break your hospital or or you know and these were polite people right they never threatened violence or anything but when they walk out without paying anything what can you do nothing right so we we deal with multiple sets of problems now the third category of patients are insurance patients now one would be surprised that insurance patient mein to insurance company is paying right patient aaya and taken the treatment and the insurance company is the one who is making the payment then what is the problem the problem is insurance is at the whims and fancies of the insurance company we send the papers to the insurance company say this is the disease this is the treatment proposed their insurance company tomorrow next day will raise a query that okay answer these following questions why the patient needs to be admitted etc you write down an answer again you reply to the insurance company the third day the patient raises more queries you still don't have an approval hmm. the fourth day the patient uh, the insurance company sends a letter that your claim is denied because we don't think that whatever treatment you have uh, recommended could have been done on opd basis right patient is sick patient is admitted patient is taking treatment already since 3 days the fourth day the insurance company says hum nahi denge patient bolta tum nahi denge to main bhi nahi dega and walks out what can you do nahi to main tera hospital chhod dunga what can you do you can't do anything you have to just hands jao don't break my hospital and in all this these politicians are involved because invariably they all have some or the other linkages to local politicians you'll start getting calls you'll start getting calls from mantri ji you'll start getting calls from mantri ka pa you'll start getting calls from municipality and all of them threatening you directly or indirectly with some or the other penal action that tumhara license cancel kar denge tumhare ko uh, 100 log bhej denge our local mla actually told me this i told him that okay i am a small hospital owner i don't have the kind of bandwidth to let go of patients bills you are an mla right you have funds the amount is just 5 10000 you support it from your uh, mla funds right mere ko bolta theek hai main 100 log bhej deta hu directly on my face what do you do 
what what are we talking about that we are looting we are we are asking for our regular charges wo bhi nahi dete hain log aur jate hain dhamki deke directly what do you do you can't do anything so we are a vulnerable group people should realize this that we are not some bunch of crooks and looters sitting over here we are a vulnerable group who can be targeted by all and sundry there will be people who are crooks in every single profession right hote hain you can't say that people are not there who are not crooks yes but can you extend that same logic and just you know paint everybody with that same brush if so then why aren't people dying left right and center because of medical treatments the fact is that if a patient comes to me or to any doctor mm-hmm. doesn't get well the next time that patient not going to go back to that doctor absolutely so that is a big motivation for doctors to remain straight to their job as far as possible do they get money from uh, from pharma companies do they get money from pathology on referrals yes does that mean they are going to deliberately go on writing more tests and more medicines to the patient mm-hmm. no because they are still accountable to the patient at the end of the day yeah so when people do realize this that that accountability factor is where the problem comes that people think that we are not accountable to anybody no that's not true if we aren't then we can't sustain our practice at all mm-hmm. so that accountability factor has to be um, you know one considered that doctors do not want to lose patients you see the number of doctors who practice on weekends mm-hmm. on saturday sunday their clinics are running mm-hmm. why because if my availability is not there on saturday sunday my patient will go to somebody else mm-hmm. so when you have that kind of a you know a stressor always on the doctors most of them will remain true to their job they will be black sheep no doubt but they are exception rather than rule you know you know what i find fascinating in this entire process is so there could be three four scenarios that can happen in this see every business has a bad debt scenario right these are bad debts i am looking at it i know doctors are a noble profession blah 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 but everything has a balance sheet right everything if you are a private entity i'm not talking about government hospitals i'm talking about private hospitals everything has a balance sheet now if you have certain write offs every year it see obviously it's not like 100% of a doctor uh, private hospital is a write off it's not let's just get clear but what happens is when there are write offs it's a cost to the business whether we like it or not a private hospital is also a business it's not a charitable trust a private hospital run by hard earned money of that individual person who is put that hospital is there money they're going to make a profit out of it whether we like it or not write offs are going to go where they are going to overburden the patients in the end secondly if you are going to threaten doctors you are going to go after them they might hire private security to deal with such scenarios what does that do again it adds to the cost of the hospital where is the hospital going to recover it from again from the patients now in such a incestuous loop then comes the government and says you can't charge so how do we solve this this is what happened to us in the even in the covid wave exactly mai tere ko covid ke upar hi leke aaya ha so kya hua tha in covid wave what happened was there was of course in the initial part where hospitals and doctors uh, the hospitals had to deal with incoming large number of covid patients the first wave the staff disappeared 
right about 70% of the medical staff had disappeared at that time we were functioning with 30% of staff samne se jo bhi mang raha tha salary usko wo salary pe deke rakhna pad raha tha people whom i was paying 20000 bucks had had to be re-roped in at 75 80000 bucks running cost went up 3 to 4 times right obviously that cost was eventually passed on to the patients because there's no way we can sustain that kind of thing right oxygen purchase cost to 100 rupees per cylinder the shot up to 350 rupees per cylinder who's going to pay for that cost ultimately the patient is only going to pay for that cost some mischief mischievous hospitals at that time took advantage of the situation and raised massive bills which i also saw and which were not justified mm. but most of the hospitals had decent bills right you see the number of posts all of the posts will have the same two three inflated bills social media posts i was tracking the bills right this there were hardly two three of the same bills which were being posted by everybody and those were used to introduce legislate to introduce orders capping the price of treatment by the state government across the board mm. right now that did not consider the massive increase we had incurred in our cost of running right that did not incur the factor whether the patient has uh, in a private room or a general ward all have to be paying the same right uh, they did not consider the purchase cost of medicines because medicine also you have to include in that little package of 4000 rupees right they did not consider the purchase cost of oxygen initially they had excluded oxygen later they said at the time when the oxygen cost was the highest for us they say now oxygen also is included in this and they were also rationing na aap itna oxygen itne patient ko de sakte ho itna oxygen itne patient ko de sakte ho it's like this is a classic case of how second order third order effects of a policy happen so let's say i'm not saying any hospital did it i'm envisaging this could be the case so if they ration the oxygen level of distribution ki ek patient ko itna oxygen lagega it's unbelievable that the government is deciding this the doctor should be deciding it on the shop floor treating the patient but the government will decide ki tu isko char bottle se zyada nahi dega in that case if a patient does require more and the doctor and the hospital cannot give it what will they do they will avoid treating such a patient i'm just trying to think out loud this is actually what happened in wow. real life okay this is what happened in real life okay because the result of all these policies were that patient requiring anything more than 2 liters of oxygen in corporate hospitals what was was put in the icu mm-hmm. so the result is you have patients who could have potentially been managed in the ward uh, with low flow oxygen landing up in icu blocking icu beds leaving those icu beds for the most critically ill patients who didn't get them a lot of patients didn't get beds because when they say you know that you have filled the beds with people who are not that serious and that's why there is a shortage it's the government which caused it because you put in policies which make it impossible for these patients to be treated in a ward right you put a cap at a price which people just cannot afford to do so this led to indirect consequences for the patients at the end of the day right so this did happen in corporate hospitals so there's uh, i mean it it is a fact which which we have to live with that this actually did happen now in non corporate hospitals who they managed with these costs and how they managed because frankly i'm telling you they didn't adhere to those costs which the government had capped right that's why they could sustain now come to the other side of it people will say that tum log ne to kamaya ha 
it was boom time not only for hospitals it was also boom time for the pharma companies for mask manufacturers right for food suppliers at home right there was a whole segment of industry which benefited but did all doctors benefit no i am surgeon two years i sat empty i didn't have any surgical practice koi surgery isliye aaye ne ha right it's all medical admissions right so surgeons didn't get work gynex yes they earned at that time because gynex have to earn around the year right physicians earned pediatricians relatively earned right but surgical branches suffered so it's not as if all doctors were earning now hospitals bulk of income is surgical work mm. which came to zero right big surgeries are not happening people don't realize you see the insurance claim ratios people say that insurance companies hiked up their premium saying that you know that uh, so much of additional burden of covid they actually saved money you know because their claim ratios when you look at them they they actually have saved money on insurance patients because they didn't have any planned work happening elective surgeries were completely zero so the average claim ratio actually fell for them so when we are talking about you know insurance companies actually made money during the pandemic because so many additional policies they sold during that time so it is a very different scenario from what people are thinking you know uh, it's so okay it seems very interesting because um, a live viewer has also because i wanted to ask it so does the overwhelmingly negative portrayal of doctors in entertainment media or tv serials or by politicians also add to all of this yaar i saw videos of babus even cops aaj hi tune wo share kiya tha cop ka what nonsense was that they don't have jurisdiction imagine police commissioner saying that uh, if you are prescribing test we will take action bloody it's not your jurisdiction who are you to take action i mean really is is this is this guy serious is he in his senses what is he talking is it the police jurisdiction when you can't uh, take my complaint regarding uh, the patient not paying his bill when you you know uh, you have no bloody right what is it you when we go approach the police that this patient has left without paying the bill they don't take our complaint they say go to the court and here because a patient is paying for some additional tests allegedly paying for some additional test which because they came normal you say that they were not required am antaryam ye humko malum hai wo report pehle se normal aane wala hai what nonsense is this meaning today if i have to think that if i write 10 tests to the patient three come positive and seven come negative you they'll say you you uh, you you advise seven unnecessary tests so we are going to file a case against you I mean, what shit is this, यार? Yeah, Come on. It is crazy. It's actually ये तो ऐसा हो गया कि मतलब पहले पहले से advance में advance कैसे करेगा? नहीं, I see. And the, you know the biggest biggest chunk of people who do unnecessary tests is who? Your package pathology company is bloody hell. You yourself. So let's talk about that. So yeah. So this is this is something that. Uh, so what is this? whole thing what are these uh, tests that are prescribed up ye test karo wo test karo so let's see, let's you, break that down yeah so you see that the largest number of unnecessary tests are those conducted in the name of wellness are they needed no you need to do tests particular to your examination visit your doctor he will advise some tests which need to be done if you are not well general health checkup is the biggest unnecessary test industry that there is 
the the you'll get a nice glowing brochure that check your health maintain your good health and here these 100 tests for 1500 rupees or 2000 rupees do you need those 100 tests how many of those come positive in people one in a thousand yeah 999 unnecessary yes and you are self inflicting it and when a doctor is examining you and advising certain tests you are looking for which ones are unnecessary in that maybe there may be five tests exactly 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 so how does this make any sense on the one hand every tom dick and harry is promoting wellness saying that you get all these tests done all these tests done because you know the tests are supposed to be for picking up diseases right picking up diseases in people who don't have any problem to begin with right now you've come to a doctor who's seen you who's examined you and there is a problem he's advising you tests accordingly and you start looking ke mera report normal kaise aa gaya ye to doctor ko i mean <laughs> what is, am i not feeling bad what is this <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but amit problem hai na ki ye sab issues hai isme why is it such a scenario that the blame at the end of the day always comes on the doctor test maine thoda kiya tune hi prescribe kiya ऐसे बोलेंगे फिर क्या करोगे So when I'm liable for everything, if I if I don't write a test, next person comes in and says he should have done that test. The patient sues me that you didn't do my test. You missed my disease. So like that, right? So what happens as a result of that? The, in the US, it's very well established system of defensive medicine, where if you need to go to the doctor, you get all your tests done. Then you go for your appointment, right? Got it. Sure, you'll come to me. I'll advise you what tests need to be done. At least it's not as bad a situation right now, because US people sue much more than what people sue here, right? So this is an unfortunate reality of our times that we have to live with. That when we are living under a Consumer Protection Act, the doctor will write one or two tests more than what maybe he may think that in case he should not miss something. that is a very common scenario which can happen and when you are in a big corporate hospital it will happen even more because they are going to play even more defensive because if a liability comes on them it will be massive so mm-hmm. doctors in a big corporate hospital will always be generous with investigations not only for financial reasons because the doctor really doesn't stand to gain anything on the tests right he's an employee he's being paid a salary mm-hmm. but because the hospital can get sued for a huge amount in case they miss something So I've seen things like you know patient coming out of the OT having chills because of IV fluid. The staff will collect a malarial parasite because they don't want to miss something. It's a corporate hospital. What if they miss a subclinical disease there and mm-hmm. they get sued? So their logistics are different. They deal with different kind of logistics. At a nursing home level, I'll still say, "Jaane de kya karna kya." You know, but when you're talking of big corporate hospitals, they are going to play ultra defensive, which means. Directly translating into massive increase in cost for the patient. No wonder those hospitals are expensive as hell. They will be because see they have you. If you go to a five star to eat food, it's going to be expensive because it's tam jam which you're paying for, not the food. Yeah. You come to a small nursing home, you will get the same surgery done for fifty thousand, which you would have paid a lakh and a half in a corporate hospital because you're going for the ambience. 
you are not going for the medical treatment medical treatment you can do even at smaller setups at much lesser cost mm-hmm. right you can purchase maybe the same goods from multiple stores you go to a huge mall it will be expensive because it will be marked up you go to an airport shop it's going to be marked up even more and you go to your nearby store where you may get it cheaper or you may get it even cheaper on amazon so i am talking about it in terms of product because we have ultimately been reduced to offering medical products mm. so you have to understand that we uh when you see what the government is interpreting it as you see the rate lists which the government is offering the doctors they are offering medical treatment packages it's made as a commodity already it's been commodified so really you can't do much about it uh, the more and and uh, you know when when you are dealing with minimalistic treatments it becomes impossible to be defensive at all like if your package amount which the government is offering in mm-hmm. one of their own schemes like pradhan mantri is so pathetic that you can't even get basic tests done you can't even have defensive medicine so big corporate hospitals are never going to agree to those kind of package rates no matter how much people want basically so that's one aspect of it now uh what is the thing lost track <laughs> yeah, it's okay. so, so, so let, let's get into it so it's yeah. okay you lost track sometimes it happens yeah <laughs> so if if i am an average middle class indian and i'm watching this podcast what's going on in my head is maine kya guna kiya is is a very common theme right right they will be like yaar i see doctors i don't know how to say this but doctor it's not like doctors are hated they're respected too they're respected in the society it's a it's a it, it, it's it's a profession that still carries a little bit of weight and respect they, the average person i mean otherwise you know doctor everybody would be you know leaving the job and uh, going away so it's not like that but i'm just thinking as a person who's going to go to a doctor again now when i listen to this i get scared <laughs> i get worried and like whom do i trust uh, do i trust the doctor do i trust the government do i trust the cop and now let me ask you about the cops also so how do the cops respond to the doctors when the doctors do approach the cops like what what is the say it's like i i know what what will happen in the politician look the politician is a politician uske paas doctor jayega politician ka funda clear hai wo mera voter hai They, I don't understand क्या doctor vote नहीं करते क्या? The percentage difference ना? Exactly. Are, so, so percentage difference. So it is like uh, a vote bank issue. So I understand the political classes point of view. They might go to the doctor and say पीछे से यारे यार doctor साहब देख लो kind of a thing. You know they will they will do that. Yeah. They will but they will never do it in front of the public. But what about the cops? How can the cops be anti doctor? What is this funda? this is something that actually doctors have worked on also a lot i'll i'll, I'll be honest with you that uh, the clock, the the cops are also part of general population at the end of the day people approach them with all sorts of uh, things and it's natural that they will take the side of the you know common public rather than doctors so i don't blame them for taking people's sides uh but you know the the problem comes that they, they don't have a very positive or encouraging attitude when you go to them they also have already bought the same narrative ke tum log loot rahe so their natural sympathies whether you have built the patient or not is is that you know they will uh, invariably 
at first glance sight to the patient now i'll tell you a example there was a patient who was hospitalized at our place right that patient was a government cgh central government uh, patient cghs patient the entire treatment for covid was done at cghs rates right when a patient wants credit the cghs has to issue a letter right mm-hmm. that letter was not brought by the patient despite telling again and again that you need to bring the letter for getting credit otherwise you have to pay the full amount up front billing was patient recovered billing was to be done at, billing was done completely at the cghs rates right mm-hmm. when the time comes for discharge the relative stands and starts abusing me ki main nahi bharega tumko kya karne ka karu aise you have to pay and believe it or not we did not have even 1 rupee deposit out of a bill of a lakh and a half we did not have even 1 rupee deposit with the patient and that patient goes to the police and the policeman calls me up isko aap kaise bol rahe ho isko aap kaise rok sakte ho i said sir ek rupya bhi nahi patient ne diya hai pura ka pura treatment ho gaya hmm patient 15 din icu mein tha full treatment has been done everything has been done we had told him get credit note he has not brought so then the then after that the policeman actually asks this fellow kya re tumne credit note nahi diya and the patient says ha wo nahi diya ho raha hai and then the cop says theek hai sab main isko dekhta hu aur tells him ke go get the credit note or go pay the bill hmm so but the first impulse of that guy is to call me up and threaten me ke how you are not doing see the first impulse of these people is to side with the person whether they are right or wrong is immaterial to them mm-hmm. recently same thing happened one patient i, I gave you the example of insurance patient right yeah. patient ka approval nahi aaya patient walked out without paying the bill nothing i could do about it go straight to the police station ke hospital gave, did not give me my file tell them to give my file policeman calls me up the senior inspector calls me up and says how you cannot give us i said i am ready to give tell him to come and clear his bill and take his file he says how can you see that that okay i'll take his complaint and i'll take action hmm. right and i by law have to inform if a patient has gone away like that without taking the document so i sent a letter to the police station that patient has absconded without uh, you know taking the papers without clearing the bill and he writes on my complain that we have already taken the patient's cognizant uh, complaint into record and we will act according to that you see the entire balance is automatically tilted against us irrespective of whether we have done anything right or wrong in kargar itself where my hospital is a nursing home was attacked vandalized everything inside was broken from top to bottom the police stood by and watched it happen they stood by and watched it happen they did not interfere that's disgusting even if the hospital was at a fault nobody has the right to burn it down or break it down right that's how it is so because to counteract this doctors actually have worked a lot on this to 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 take care of this negative perception uh they actually approached police stations in uh, as part of ima i know because i myself was in that some of the representations which we made and we went to the police station spoke to the senior officers in the police station who gave us a sympathetic hearing told them that these are the problems we face you please act when we face when we face calls like this when we face threats of violence we request you to act there is a law passed by the state government 
which for uh, you know which deals specifically with violence against medical professionals you please book people under that act because under that act if someone damages your property you are entitled to recover twice the amount as damages and they get at least 7 years jail there is a law like that in place in maharashtra has it stopped anyone from this no how many people have been booked under this act very few how many people have been convicted under this act literally no one this is the fact on ground the policemen are not even ready to book people under this act they will just book under some trivial sections which can easily be granted bail and they can get away because the odds are always going to be stacked against us so what do you think eventually then the only solution for hospitals is uh, hiring private security then yeah many people are doing it hospitals are hiring bouncers who are very visibly present at the entrance small nursing homes one or two large hospitals have got a big security force right why does a hospital need security but the fact is that there are security force available right there is actually a code violate for violence against medical professionals which is part of the nabh drill can you beat that there we actually have a protocol driven uh, response to violence against medical professionals in in the hospitals well so much for that <laughs> i mean these are just cruel realities that we are living with every day in fact i i know in government hospitals i remember the violence usually in fact the poor rmos are always you know under the line of fire sab matlab senior doctors to andar hote hain magar wo rmos ki dhulai hoti rehti hai right aise yeah. hota hai na bilkul hota hai and at sayan hospital i know when and this i'm talking about uh, the late 90s where uh, my wife anjana had to be escorted out of the nicu neonatal intensive care when one child had collapsed inside because there was a mob waiting out to attack them my goodness so we have faced this it's not some issue which i mean every single doctor has actually faced this it's not something which is imagined or or just and it's not something that has to do with money it's something which is attitudinal because people think ke tum apna kaam nahi kar rahe iske liye mera patient kya i'll tell you one just it's it's kind of a joke but it's kind of not a very you know un, i mean i laughed at it but it's actually it will tell you exactly the kind of thought process uh, which because of which these problems come i i was visiting one of my friends who's a gp in a slum area right mm-hmm. and i was chatting with him and i told and he was a skilled guy like he had worked in the intensive care of hospitals for a while mm-hmm. and i told him that in case you get a seriously ill patient do you put an endotracheal tube you will uh, you know you do intubation and all that over here to stabilize the patient till he goes he's you know what his answer was galti se bhi nahi ha huh? ha i said why but what why galti se bhi nahi he is saying the moment i do that and the patient collapses now the relatives are going to say कि हमारा पेशेंट तो अच्छा था ये डॉक्टर ने ट्यूब डाल के चौकअप कर दिया सो यू रियलाइज दैट देर इज अ प्रॉब्लम एंड द प्रॉब्लम इज इन द फेलियर ऑफ पीपल टू रियलाइज दैट यू नो दैट वी आर अ प्रोफेशन वेर वी आर ऑलवेज गोइंग टू गेट इजीली टारगेटेड बिकॉज देर आर सो मेनी थिंग्स दैट कैन गो रॉन्ग सो इजिली विद द पेशेंट एंड वी आर नॉट गॉज टू एनश्योर दैट एवरीबडी इज गोइंग टू गेट क्योर्ड एंड गो अवे right get well and go there are going to be problems there are going to be mistakes there are going to be patients who don't make it despite you doing your best the moment you start targeting doctors for not being able to deliver results every single time i'll tell you it's if you look at our uh, code of ethics we are not allowed to promise 100% results 
legally we are mm. not allowed to there is a reason for that yeah because we can't yeah it's a scientific method it's based on probability yeah. so we can we can say that we will do well we can do the best for you our chances of giving you the success are maybe 99% but you can't say 100% there's a doctor who got his license suspended for 6 months because he told the he offered the patient money back if the fail if there is a failed treatment he was suspended for 6 months so people don't realize that we can't pra- promise 100% results we can't promise the earth not because we don't want to but because we just can't legally and it's not right to also there are going to be cases where things are going to go wrong that does not mean that we didn't do our best there will be cases where doctors will make mistakes there will be cases where doctors are going to be grossly negligent should you be beating them up for it should you be threatening violence with a mob for it would you do you want to demolish their hospital for it that is not how civilized population works yeah it should not work like that no civilized country will tolerate anything of this sort and i definitely feel india is uh, not in the uncivilized department india is in the civilized department and uh, um it's 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 a shocker to me and look i i don't know how to say it like every profession is going to have bad apples like you said to make it sound as if a doctor is not allowed to make one mistake is it's a pretty heartless world we're trying to live in and 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 you know what what happens is that every single social ailment of indian society is mixed with every issue so like even in the unfortunate case of dr archana sharma everybody is trying to make it a caste issue which which i don't want to because not every is there casteism in india yes is there religious bigotry in india yes name one place on planet earth where these things don't exist yeah it exists yeah the degrees might vary i'm not saying that all countries have the same level of bigotry yes societies vary in in terms of behavior and i'm willing to accept that but now tell me you know what are the psychological impacts of this on not only the current doctors and tune aaj tweet likha ki you want to quit yeah no but then agar sabhi quit kar denge to karega kaun self treatment google hospitals <laughs> what else i mean you really it has taken a lot of thought uh, for me to actually say that i'm ready to quit this profession now because i've had enough i mean see uh there, there are situations where you know i have uh, you know i didn't stop my daughter from becoming a doctor right i told her i deterred her maybe you can say for a year or so i, I said it's, it's 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 i told her it's a it's a thankless profession and you you get a lot of satisfaction on making people well but be prepared for the worst and she uh was prepared to deal with all these consequences so she took it up now but my younger daughter was pursuing uh, entrance exam and she dropped out and i was happier right because she said no i don't want to pursue medicine anymore i will want to go for law so i was actually happy and i'm not alone over here most of the doctors don't want their kids to take up medicine and there is a reason for it right mm. they don't want some of them have gone to the extent of saying that we will not allow you to take also even if you want to become and there is a reason for that because they are fed up if you look at the general uh, disaffection in the doctor community it's huge mm. given the choice 
many doctors simply move on to other things you see the number of doctors who earn a side uh, living by but by, by investing in stock market you'll be surprised i mean it's it's a huge number of doctors who actually earn more money from stock market than they do from their own practice That's if right. they get yeah. an opportunity they will move on to something else i my friend who's a pediatrician very good pediatrician right after 2 3 years in practice he left it and what is he doing he is doing his family business of textiles textiles <laughs> cotton cottage ka owner hai wo it's <laughs> crazy so people who have a plan b even remotely visible are, to, are moving to that see people always say look at doctors and say that leg doctor kitna chhapte hain boss those are selected bunch of doctors in selected hospitals who receive packages so what about huge. the psychological trauma hmm. the doctor goes through that nobody will ever talk about all hours are yaar maine i mean tere aur mere common dost hain kitni maine tujhe kitni baar raat ko late phone kiya hua hai tujhe disturb kiya hua hai that is part I, of our job <laughs> what can we do I mean, what, I, what am i saying i mean you are there i mean our common friend manish is there i have so many times maine manish ko disturb kiya hai ya tujhe kiya hai abhi kare kya aur kuch nahi hoga to message tum log ko hi karenge na so obviously i understand there is a psychological trauma your sleep cycles are not perfect doctors do not have a perfect sleep cycle hmm. so uske health impact hote hain log ye to samajhte hi nahi hai ki uske health impact hote hain dusra uske baad constant fear ki koi bhi aake dhulai karke chala jayega ye hai but ek mein ko i wanted to talk to you about this also what is up with the cost and main tere ko batata hu ye angle kya hai dekh honestly mujhe nahi malum tha bahut sare medical students ukraine kyon jaate hain ये रशिया यूक्रेन वॉर ने मुझे ये बता दिया यूक्रेन में मेडिकल प्रोफेशन की पढ़ाई सस्ते में हो रही है प्राइमरी रीजन और कुछ नहीं है उधर जाने का सो व्हाट इज इट विद दिस व्हाई इज द कॉस्ट ऑफ हेल्थ केयर सो हाई कॉस्ट ऑफ मेडिकल एजुकेशन इन इंडिया फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल इज नॉट हाई एज सच इफ यू लुक एट इट राइट आई विल टेल यू व्हाई आई एम सेइंग दैट पीपल ऑलवेज लुक एट मेडिकल एजुकेशन in the small subset of 50% of private hospital seats which are deemed universities and say that cost of medical education is so high that's why most of the you know uh, doctors are looting us but how what is the percentage of seats which actually come out of those private medical colleges in the paid seats it is maybe not even 20% of the overall number of medical seats uh, if you look at it right in that most of the doctors are coming out from government hospitals where the fees are 1 lakh annually right now why should a government hospital be charging 1 lakh annual fees nobody is asking that it was 10000 and it's increased to 1 lakh the same people who don't realize that this has meant that the poor class of people like farmers and laborers their children can't aspire to be medical practitioners anymore because they can't pay even that 1 lakh fees annually right nobody ever talks about that aspect of it they will point out of the 1 crore fees of a private hospital private seat right and say ke iske wajah se tum log lootte ho but mm. now i am telling you i did my post graduation from surgery from sian hospital i did my under graduation from dy patel which is a private hospital yeah right there are many people like me why i did i do it because i didn't get through in sian hospital or didn't get through to a government hospital why because 50% reservation right mm-hmm. i could have walked into any and in fact in surgery i did walk into a into a government medical college comfortably right at the end of the day 
so it's not that people who are uh, you know there, there are certain constraints which we have to live with right now students are living with the constraint that 70% of of reservations in maharashtra it's a reality we have to live with only 30% of seats are in open merit mm-hmm. right people will say that okay 70% of candidates are also from the reserved categories only so it's fine but among them also the ones who have the rank don't opt for the reservation that also cuts into the open merit okay so uh, this is this is an issue why i'm specifically talking about this issue is because many of the people who are going in private medical colleges we assume that wo apni seat kharid raha hai which is not necessarily true he may be a perfectly meritorious candidate who didn't get through because he got disadvantaged at the end uh, people with very high needs scores right 550 plus needs scores had to go to private medical college this time because they didn't get a seat is that a bad score no it's a great score but people with 200 have got across need because they were reserved candidates mm-hmm. so it's not as if everyone who's in a government hospital is meritorious it's not as if everyone who's in a private hospital is a dad who's purchasing his degree mm-hmm. first of all we should understand this aspect of it okay people won't like it but this is a fact on ground right there wasn't a single open merit seat in post graduation dermatology this year not one seat the university topper did not get the seat all india rank 1 did not get the seat what are we talking about here what merit are we talking about there is no meritocracy in medical education in india now regarding the admission structure even in the private medical colleges certain number of seats are reserved for reservation candidates which are at lower fees than regular mm-hmm. certain number of seats are fixed at government rates and only a certain number of fees the hospital the, the private medical college can charge whatever they feel like mm-hmm. and obviously when they are given the freedom for those limited number of seats they are going to charge whatever they feel like right because they have to maintain huge departments they have to maintain a huge campus they have to maintain huge overheads for producing a batch of 50 students they need to have a staff of 200 who's going to pay for that they have to have a 300 bed hospital of their own all this costs money at the end of the day right who's going to pay for that the students and that is why the cost of medical education is very high and and one of the reasons a lot of students opt to go out of uh, india to get it yes because see when you have unrealistic norms like having a 20 acre campus for a medical college in in a city which the government now generously reduced it to 5 acres you think anyone is able to purchase 5 acres in a metropolitan city today's day and age it's not possible so you'll see all these medical colleges are opening the all the medical colleges most of them which are opening are not mbbs they are opening ayush because it's cheap nobody regulates them as much as the mbbs ones are regulated ayush colleges may literally correspondence pe pg degree milta hai mm-hmm. nobody is monitoring that mm-hmm. but nobody is talking about it either and they are cheap mm-hmm. right now we are talking about only mbbs and post graduation in allopathic or modern medicine mm-hmm. which is expensive but ayush degrees are cheap right yet they don't get accused for being you you must have seen an ayush doctor recently was very much in the news because she's 
is an ayush doctor running a wellness clinic having all sorts of iv drip medications as wellness packages for skin glow for skin glow for constipation and what not shit right not looting because ayush wale loot nahi sakte kisi ko right all allegations are always on the allopathic people so this is a these are unfortunate realities now why people go to ukraine because it's cheaper there than a private medical college seat which students go there the ones with a lower mark and those ones which can't afford mere plumber ka beta wahan padhta hai in ukraine mm-hmm. so he's in russia he's now come back and he can't go back he's not in ukraine he was in russia so it's not only ukraine it's ukraine russia china philippines maldives 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 even maldives and there is another reason why also people go there because fr- their degrees aren't recognized here they have to give an entrance exam here on on coming back if they want to practice here but their degrees are recognized in some foreign countries now if a person goes to maldives and does the medical education there mm-hmm. that guy will draw a package for an mbbs degree which may be 3 4 times what he will draw in india why would he want to even come back here ukraine degrees are valid in some western countries you straight away migrate abroad mm-hmm. many of these people will come back here and never practice medicine they may go on to do mba and go on to do hospital administration many people will practice medicine over here so this is a much uh, more complicated issue because it's not one place it's so many places and these are people who are at the lower spectrum of the marks definitely generally who who have not had adequate coaching if you remember i had also put one tweet series on this that if you don't want to go abroad for your medical education spend money on and invest in good coaching classes which can get you in that small bracket which is going to get a seat here either in a government medical college or in a private medical college which is the university affiliated like for example in in maharashtra we have mhs affiliated medical colleges they are private medical colleges but their charges are not 25 lakh 30 lakh annually their charges are 7 8 lakh 6 lakhs annually which is pretty okay for a good professional course most professional courses good professional courses would cause that much in today's day and age okay to but if i was to look at it from a statistical perspective um see a lot of these things have been said about let me draw a parallel analogy about rte right rte in schools how they have affected but to be honest rte has not affected maharashtra schools all that much the schools that were started in maharashtra were not working in the first place so to blame that on rte was actually a straw man rte was a unique problem to the primarily to the state of tamil nadu basically i mean bombay mein today hamare yahan pe kyunki rte ka function kya hai ki not only does a, a religious minority even a linguistic minority can work to bombay mein acche schools aur colleges kaun se hain सिंधी कम्युनिटी सिंधीज हैव डन इट गुजरातीज हैव डन इट मारवाड़ी कम्युनिटी हैज डन इट वेरियस खालसा कॉलेज पंजाबी कम्युनिटी का है पंजाबी कम्युनिटी चलाती है ठीक है तो ऐसा तो है नहीं कि वहां पे नहीं हो रहा है एंड वो परफेक्टली लिंग्विस्टिक माइनॉरिटी के अंडर है सो ऑब्वियसली फ्रॉम वॉट आई हैव अंडरस्टैंड इट्स नॉट द रिजर्वेशन पर से दैट आर द प्रॉब्लम द प्रॉब्लम इज आर यू ट्राइंग टू से लैक ऑफ सीट्स इज द प्रॉब्लम इट्स I don't know why so many people want to do medicine in the first place. That's such a so you pain. feel we have an over uh, over application in in India itself that we yeah. have sufficient doctors. But then why 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 does it feel that I don't feel we have enough doctors? We have enough doctors. If See, I'll tell you, Ayush. 
if i'll tell you one thing if now if you don't calculate are you still i think we have more or less equal it's now yes, the yes. one for 1100 population and who standard is one per thousand population and non no no with you consider i use doctors it goes to one in 700 not even 700 one in 666 which is way better than who we have lot of doctors but the problem is distribution i told you this in the earlier podcast also you remember that yeah. that we have a distribution problem we don't have so a shortage problem very good so mai tere ko abhi ek question puchta hu so a perfect mm-hmm. way you have given me the segue so one person is actually asked this i'll read the literal question because we'll have to take audience questions now so someone has said i don't know if this has been asked before but what are dr amit hadani's thoughts on reluctance of new doctors to work in rural areas and possible ways we can improve primary healthcare in these regions yeah, so uh, you'll be surprised that a lot of doctors actually are going back from tier 1 cities to their tier 2 tier 3 cities fascinating yeah so they are actually going back because because now the infrastructure in their area has developed better they have light they have decent schools see every doctor also is ultimately a, a social person he wants his family to have a certain quality of life certain dignity that you know he wants to give the child a good education he wants to uh, you know live it. and tier 2 tier 3 cities uh, doctors are earning quite well no, they are not earning badly they are earning quite well because their running cost is also very low right uh, uh so doctors are actually going back uh, to their uh, cities and i have actually had doctors who have attached to my hospital at least half a dozen doctors who have actually gone back to their native place and they are doing well very well over there they set up their hospitals in those areas so, so people this, are actually going back it sounds like a case of you know what that is like murgi pehle aaya ki anda pehle aaya the economy is growing it means the the trickle down effect to use a term like something like keynesian term is actually now going back to the tier 2 tier 3 rural areas now there is a market created so doctors are like main yahan pe kyun ho meri cost of living udhar kam hogegi wahan pe mere ko stress nahi hoga jo urban urban center mein hota is is that the reason that yeah. the economy has grown a little bit yes so yes so people are actually going back and that the reason is that there this the social situation in in their areas economic situation in their areas has become better patient paying capacity may not have become much better but uh, you know their numbers are you'll be shocked to see how how many cases they you know do compared to an urban city dweller a doctor they have much larger volumes of work they, they the patients pay them much lesser but they have much higher numbers yeah, but the and their running cost, cost is very lower, less right? i mean the staff who is going to work at my hospital for 25000 maybe only 10000 in their areas so uh, you know uh, so that the, there is a problem and why doctors don't go back is you know now they are going back but earlier they wouldn't go back because of this now the other aspect of this is the bonds now doctors not going back to serve their bonds right you know explain why, what bonds are because many people yeah, may not so know uh, you know bonds are something like you know the government medical colleges very many of them states have a restriction that if you've done your medical education from a government medical college you need to serve out one year two years whatever uh, these many years in a government hospital on a government job before you are allowed to be released otherwise you have to pay some 10 lakhs or 20 lakhs penalty right now doctors are ready to serve their bonds in the rural areas mind you they are it, but the problem is that state governments don't allot them their bond immediately after they finish their course they don't make them do their bond before they join their course also 
so either you give them you tell them that you serve your bond first for for a year then you do your pg mm-hmm. or you finish your pg work for your bond and then go mm-hmm. right but what they do is join your pg finish your pg and at some future time in life we will call you to do your bond because That's right now we, that, so that that you know we don't have a seat right now where we can put you this is the problem so so our uh, associations have approached the government told them that very easy solution you give the bond posting immediately right they will all serve their bond if you call them at some future later date the person may not even be in the country by then right mm-hmm. and then tell them that now you do your bond otherwise you pay the money that means you are after the money and not the not the work mm-hmm. right you want the money you don't want the person to go in the village and work got it so people must realize this that doctors have no issues in going and working in the rural in fact amo ship is part of internship mm-hmm. right every single doctor is already being sent to, to a rural area to work for 3 months during their internship they all do it you won't see anybody cribbing about that all of them do it all of them appreciate the experience which they had during that time mm-hmm. so it's not as if doctors don't want to go there now why doctors should have an inter why doctors should have a bond at all they actually shouldn't because we are not the only profession which is uh, you know uh, functioning from a government institute all iit education is subsidized you have most of your uh, specialist courses which run by government all of them are subsidized so why target only doctors to go and serve in the urban but they would areas? come back to you and say this is a yeah. sensitive area okay force them immediately they are willing you don't give the posting you give them at some future date and then say now you do it so after a person is well settled in life he'll just say okay okay i'll avoid i won't do it whether you'll be paid a salary during that time that's also doubtful mm. so the other aspect of it was doctor said ke fine i have done pediatric surgery or i have done uh, cardiac surgery you're going to put me in a village where i will have no facilities whatsoever to do even basic surgery let alone cardiac or pediatric surgery isn't that a waste of resources you put me in a place where there is the infrastructure to do the work you will have speciality uh, work happening at your secondary tier 2 and tier 3 areas mm-hmm. but do the governments want infrastructure there do they have infrastructure there do they give posting like that no the way this entire thing is structured it's not as if doctors don't want to go i'm telling you again doctors are very open minded about going and doing the work in rural but their request is you allot them at that time when they're just finishing their work mm-hmm. you allot them work commensurate with their qualification is that too much to ask yeah i guess all right the next question is on the violence so they say is violence uh, a rural urban problem and uh, how much of it is uh, you know based on uh, uh, is it a class struggle <laughs> i think the person asking the question is really inspired by marxism <laughs> so what do you make of it it is more of a rural or a urban problem like who who is which areas are more prone to violence it happens everywhere in assam it was inside a primary healthcare of a t estate mm-hmm. where the doctor was murdered by a mob mm-hmm. in uh, it happens in big cities also where i gave you so many examples mm-hmm. it uh, in fact my friend i told you his hospital was burned down it was in a tier 3 city at that time it was in pain 
not even a tier 2 at that time pain mm. was nothing more than uh, just a small uh, town at that time right mm. so this is uh, across the board it's not according to this thing and now uh, we've had people who are perfectly affording as i told you uh, you know person who's affluent class person also doing the same kind of behavior that a street dweller would give it's more the psyche and mentality of the person you know that someone is there who is going to try every sort of trick so that he doesn't have to pay those can in the government hospitals is definitely lower socio economic because no person who can even afford a little bit will go to a government hospital so in the government uh, it's definitely as i said communication gaps and uh, frustration with the general way that people are treated uh, in the government hospitals all right so someone has asked is the cuba model of medical education something worth exploring in a country with a huge shortage of doctors actually uh, i just want to correct there is no shortage of doctors there is in no india. shortage of doctors so but do you think like cuba has a very high doctor to population ratio is that a model so, worth emulating so then you have to be prepared to pay accordingly then no see mm-hmm. cost of the if you have a surplus of doctors right and you have two less patients to treat it will become the tamil nadu kind of situation where uh, you know where uh, doctors are mbbs level doctors are struggling now uh, to get patients now uh, there are consequences to having too many doctors one consequence is uh, obviously that uh, you know when there is not enough work people are going to start migrating out mm-hmm. right and nahi hoga kaam if you have uh, too high uh, doctor population ratio uh, the doctors will be able to sustain only if the tariffs go sky high otherwise doctors are going to start moving to better countries uh, they will not be able to sustain there there has to be enough work to feed their family if there isn't they will move on to other areas so this is an interesting question so somebody has asked i think this person is from south africa what are insurance rates like in india in south africa doctors especially obstetrics can pay up to 35k monthly i think it's usd if i'm not mistaken for medical risk insurance against litigation so what is it like in india how much litigation cost is it see in india comparatively people get sued a lot less than other countries uh, even now i'll say that although the numbers are on the increase it's still not very much because our our judicial system sucks frankly so nobody has real faith in them as such uh, but uh, the insurance premiums are not high on an average uh, about uh, uh, One percent, uh, between one and three percent, depending on the faculty. So, for example, if I need a cover of uh, one crore, I would have a premium of uh, between ten thousand and thirty thousand, depending on the uh, okay uh, on on what qualification the person has. So, if it's a plastic surgeon, they'll have the highest. If it's a pediatrician or a physician, they would have it lower. Surgeon, general surgeons like me would be somewhere in in between. so maybe around 2 uh, 20000 or something so that's roughly how much it is it's not as high because the cost of treatment here is not that high 35000 usd is a, a very very high amount of cost in india and you can do very complicated and difficult uh, you know surgical treatments in that kind of a budget uh, kitna ho jata hai uska 3350 3.5 into 7 so that you can you can get a, you can get a liver transplant done in that kind of a budget in <laughs> india which is the most expensive <laughs> surgery <laughs> all right so before wrapping up amit so tell me 
look uh, from what i have understood from how you have presented it it is i think a lot of it is a communication issue uh, communication failures can happen at the end of the government communication can happen uh, failures can happen at the end of the doctors too it can happen at the end of the cops look the solution can't be everybody leave india the solution has to be we solve we are living in india we are citizens of india we're in this together right and also counseling of patients potential patients and citizens of india mm-hmm. so can you tell me four or five things that might be and that should be the ending we i don't want to end on a negative note i want to end on a positive note yeah. so do you tell me solutions where maybe this if these things are done like counseling or whatever then maybe we can have a better future and doctors get less harassed in india yes uh, first of all doctors need to improve their communication skills uh because com- bad communication is a very important reason why people get agitated so doctors and all medical professionals need to seriously upgrade their communication skills and not think that is below their dignity to communicate well with the patient uh drop uh, the high and mighty attitude if at all you have it most people don't have it nowadays because they've realized what it means so uh but uh, but still uh, you know if anyone still keeps a high and mighty attitude uh, they need to change that immediately patients should have kind of realistic expectations uh, from the treatment and not expect miracles uh, with every time be a little more forgiving for minor things that can be forgiven something really gross uh, which cannot be forgiven yes uh but you recently there was this uh, uh, social media celeb who created a big hangama because a ward boy accidentally entered her cubicle while an ecg was being taken and then it escalated and uh, then eventually uh, i mean the poor guy didn't even know that the patient is there right uh, we have colleagues working in that hospital so these sort of mistakes do happen and he did apologize but the doc- patient is not willing to accept the apology you know so at some point patients realize that they need to step back and let go that people are human they do make mistakes not everything is deliberately done mm-hmm. right uh patients also need to realize that doctor is not god they need to seriously dissociate from the line that doctors are next to gods because doctors don't want to be gods we do not want to be gods we are not gods we are extremely human with all human frailties that come in all sorts of people and all professions right mm. and we are definitely not gods aur dusra cheez aisa hai na ke if you are god then i have an unrealistic expectation from you that you will do the impossible mm-hmm. if you are god then i have an unrealistic expectation that i'll pay you any any anything or nothing for that uh, and and you should still be happy mm mm-hmm. so if you look at it playing god is not in doctor's interests being treated as gods or being called ke aap bhagwan ke jaise hain to you have to just fold your hands and say ke please don't say that hmm. right so doctors must realize that one they are not god they are they already know that they are not because when they lose every single patient or they or something goes wrong with a patient it cruelly reminds them that they are not god and they can never be god also right uh patients should also remember this that uh that you know uh they these there are some things which are not under the doctor's control there are some things which the doctor could have controlled but failed to control and that in either case violence is not a solution to that mm. they can sit talk 
don't like it you can file a case in the consumer forum pull that doctor to court get due compensation uh, there are so many legal avenues available now uh, in fact hospital uh, the doctors associations are now forming patient support groups so if there is a grudge you don't want to go to court but you want the doctor to apologize to pay compensation you can approach the local doctors body the uh, indian medical association has a segment for it uh, the some of the association chapters have got a very active uh, support segment for it in ima chembur has got ima nagpur has got uh, so there are imas which are which are running fora where they can support the patient the patient approaches them with complaints against a doctor in their area if the doctor is their member the association pulls up the doctor and asks them okay what is going on what is wrong going wrong they'll call the patient the doctor to try to create an amicable uh, you know this thing mm-hmm. uh, similarly the police does that work in in a kind of after many many programs if there is a kind of thing like that the police always will call someone you know we call the patient call the doctor make them sit across and uh, try to see if some solution can be worked out mm-hmm. so there are ways and means to get around uh, you know uh, this issue but as i said that more importantly it, it needs to be an attitudinal shift that we aren't here to loot you right we are here to to help patients get well our primary goal in life is to help patients get well we are not some corporate honchos sitting there we are not if i'm telling you a guy like me who's done 12 years of his life into this profession like 12 years of study could have very well earned three times what i'm earning now by doing an mba finance or working in a bank maybe four times right mm-hmm. but i'm not right not because i can't but because i prefer this mm-hmm. right so doctors earn well i'm not saying doctors don't earn well they earn a, they earn a reasonably good amount so that they can uh, you know uh, live a decent life it's not that but that's you know that's just about it if you look at the superstars and assume that the lower rung also earns the same amount not true so have some realistic expectations have a little bit of faith be on your guard whenever you want uh, to when you're meeting your doctor double check with the second opinion if required right if you feel that the doctor is not making sense have a family doctor whom you can approach this concept of family doctor is now disappearing and people are reading google reviews google reviews can be faked <laughs> right right google reviews can be faked yeah i know but uh, i agree with you right there 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 can be people who have stellar google reviews but they are fake right mm. don't go by that have trust in your local family doctor and take their guidance they will not send you to a wrong place because they also want to retain you as a customer mm. right i'm saying customer because that's what it is at the end of the day it's a consumer provider relationship they also know that if you go to someone else and the patient is not okay something goes wrong it backfires on them also yeah so have some faith in them right have uh, if if your uh, family doctor is a specialist even better right they will generally be very cautious about what they will advise you nowadays and i'll say earlier also they were but now they are even more cautious because everyone has data available at the tips of their fingers absolutely so you need to just uh, have a little blur. we are not all bad as yet uh, and they're not going to be also in the near future but what's happening is there is a hardening of at you see so many doctors used to go for medical camps earlier free camps mm-hmm. now very few are offering that you know we have to struggling to get uh, doctors for doing medical camps mm. because they see that we are constantly being targeted 
we do so much of free service patient comes to our place patient can't afford we just tell the okay jane de mat de if a patient can't afford the fees naturally they'll say okay we let go of so much of fees right even in the opd uh, like i have so many patients coming in and we just we we consider all these factors when we are treating patients it's mm. not as if we don't consider them so have a little trust but don't expect charity when the patient is capable of paying when the patient is capable of paying they should not create a unnecessary fuss if there are some wrong charges in the bill of course you must point them out if there is charges which you feel that should not have been put you must point them out but don't think that there are some negative aims and ambitions or that the doctor is going to earn some massive amounts by doing this maybe it's an honest mistake maybe you know they have a lousy incompetent billing person there can be so many things it's not necessary that everything is uh, the way that people will think of it right so uh, that's all i'll say and i'll just say that we are not god don't think of us as god think of us as hard working professionals trying to make you well and for the most part we will overcome the obstacles that that the consumer protection act has put on our heads uh, i also want the doctor patient relationship to be the topmost priority for every doctor and that is restoration of the doctor patient trust and relationship is the only way that we can cross these barriers and there are a lot of vested interests who do not want this relationship to be there true because they can exploit it uh i think we need to go back to having a very healthy doctor patient relationship and that will ultimately come from trust from having uh less commercialization of the profession and uh, having constant contact with one or two doctors whom you can rely on whom you have relied on in the past all right so guys i think we'll uh, wrap uh, today's discussion on this note look we made a lot of points on this podcast whether it's about from the doctor's perspective from the government perspective from a patient's perspective there are many things that need to be done the solution lies in being positive and working towards it on a step by step basis um amit has always been kind and amit has a lot more patience than i do i have to say that <laughs> so so in that sense uh, but uh, amit as always thank you very much for coming on the podcast man thank you for calling and this was really a podcast which i wanted to do and thank you for giving enough time for you know answering the questions for elaborating the issues because this is this really needs to be spoken at length well uh my platform is always open for you guys <laughs> all right guys we'll wrap today's discussion up so you can do two things when you either watch this video or when you're going to be uh listening to this on spotify itunes whatever you should go to the description of the podcast you can check amit's twitter handle i've also shared the uh, the link to amit's website he writes beautiful blogs you should read his blogs especially during the whole covid uh, thingy that was happening so please go and follow amit on social media you can visit his website as far as i'm concerned well please support the charbuk podcast by subscribing to the channel liking this video leaving your comments below it you can also support the podcast monetarily by either becoming a member on youtube or a subscriber on patreon or you can buy the charbuk podcast merch something that i'm wearing right now is not the podcast merch but it is part of the merch so you can go on kushalmehra.com or on kadak merch or you can send your donations directly through upi i will see you guys next time with another interesting discussion until then namaste take care goodbye